Hey lovely people, welcome to another episode of Miss B Speaks Podcast. I am super excited. This is the beginning of season three. It's been a great journey. I thank you guys so much for being here with me, for listening to me, and for just being you. So, like I promised um, on this episode, I will be doing a tell-all about my visit to Nigeria. So, that's what this episode is about. But before then, I am going to do a quick recap of last season, mainly just the last episode, really. So, before we do that, let me just go for a quick break and we will get into today's lovely episode. So, anybody that knows me knows how indecisive I am. So, um, you could be like, oh, tell me what you want to eat. I'm extremely hungry. I'm starving. What do you want to eat? I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. Because that's just me. I don't know how to make decisions. But I just found the most amazing thing. It's called the infatuation. So, it's an app that helps you find the right restaurant for any situation. It could be a nice place for a first date, somewhere to do your birthday, somewhere to celebrate, somewhere to like have a surprise for somebody, anything. So if you ever need to find a place to eat, but you don't want to read through like multiple reviews or just try somewhere new that you just might not like, just go to theinfatuation.com or download their free app for iOS and Android to search for thousands of restaurants in 22 major cities around the world like it's amazing in Atlanta here like a lot of restaurants I did not know existed I found them and the best part is you can let the infatuation do the work for you if you send a text to 64560 that 64560 a real person will respond to you and help you find a restaurant that is perfect for whatever situation you find yourself in well enjoy all right i'm back so i really want to thank everybody that was with me on season one and season two i then on the unofficial season finale of season two that I did, I said a big thank you to everybody. I think um, Tutu was like the only person I didn't say thank you to because I recorded the episode with her after I did um, after I did the finale. So I just wanted to say thank you to you, Tutu, for joining me. And there's been great feedback. A lot of people talking about a mother's love and all of that good stuff. Um, so about the last episode I did, which was the episode about me ranting about me not being, oh, about me ranting about me being more than my butt. So I received a whole lot of feedback from that episode and, um, a few people compared it to the story about the girl that, um, was on Twitter and complained she was the HR manager. Let me find the tweet and read it and just so that we can all have an idea of what it is. I'm going to put a link to it in the description. And then I'll also put a picture of the tweet in on our Twitter and Facebook. So um, the girl tweeted, she says, I interviewed a job for a 
<laughs> I, I interviewed a guy for a job yesterday and when he was leaving he said to me you smell nice and I told him that's very rude of him he left looking stupid a lot of men don't have manners if telling someone they smell nice after an interview is what you would say good for you so that being said a lot of people compared me saying that someone said I had a nice ass is similar to this now, how I look at it is it's all perspective. It's all how, how you see it. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't a compliment. What I'm saying is I am more than my ass, number one. Number two, I said I didn't like it. I complained. I said I didn't like it. But somehow, I'm the one with the issues. I'm the one with... A mood swing and it's not that you are being inappropriate even after I've expressed not being pleased with what you said so uh again I just feel like it's all perspective it's how you see it I didn't like it some people love compliments on their booty good for you me doesn't work for me so that's it I want to thank every single person that listened to that episode everybody that said something to me people that found it funny if you haven't listened please go listen to it if you haven't shared it please share it with somebody so I'm gonna do a new thing that I'm adding to the episode it's something called real life commentary where I'm gonna talk about something that is going on in the news, online, on social media, and just say, you know, just give my views on that. Um, So, I just saw somewhere online something about if you are applying for a U.S. visa, you have to submit five-year social media details. Now, that is, I don't even know, like, it's funny to me because I'm just thinking about it like, First of all, there are certain people that have, like, multiple social media accounts. So, which one are you supposed to submit? Like, the legit, legit one? Or, you know, <laughs> the one where you used to post all your things and the one you used to stalk your exes and all of that. I'm just kidding. But, you know, it's it just goes back to what, you know, has been going around for everybody saying each and every one of us should just be careful of what you post online. Now, everybody is watching um, even with jobs, if you're looking for a job, a lot of jobs, they look at your social media footprint to see what it is that you post online, see how you are outside of work and all of that. So let's all be careful, especially now with things as applying for a visa, something that you would never expect to have been something that you would ever need your social media account for. But hey, you know, just put it out there. If you do not know, I'll also put a link to the post where I saw that so you can read more on it. But it was just funny when I saw it at first, but then it's like, hey, you know, let's all be careful of what we're doing out there. So I will take another break and then we'll get into today's lovely episode. This is a sponsored ad. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Like when I first thought about starting, I had a lot of questions. I had like questions like, where do I start from? How do I start? How do I record? Where do I like host on? And what equipment do I use? And all of that. Um, 
The answer to all of this is simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. It is 100% free and it's super easy to use. Um, The best part of it is you can record from anywhere, from any device, from your phone, from your computer, like anywhere. You don't need anything fancy to do this. So, um... If you want to start your own podcast, all you have to do is go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and all the other podcasters already using Anchor. And I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right. So I went to Nigeria in February. So this is like long overdue. So I was gone for like a little, like a month and a half. So, yeah, I had a whole lot of stuff going on. But, yeah, like, it was funny. Fine, okay, before then, I had been to Nigeria the year before, but I was there for, like, two weeks. And before then, I hadn't been to Nigeria in three years. So the year before was, like, hmm, I was super excited. Everything was, like, yeah, I haven't been home in a while, but it was short. Now, this one was a longer visit, and it was very interesting, like, Okay, so before I even go into this, like, one of the main reasons why I decided to do a tell-all episode is because, like, a lot of people had been reaching me to tell me that um, they need me to, like, do more episodes with storytelling because, you know, I'm a great storyteller. I know that. Anyways, so, um, yeah, I just, like, at first, you know, I prepped this before the whole um end of season two but when I did the last week episode everybody like oh my god help me hurry up and bring this new season with the tell all I want to hear all the stories that you have now when I prepped I didn't really write a lot of stories so this might be disappointing for you if you're waiting for a story but I had fun so I hope that you have fun listening to me tell you about all the fun that I had if that's fun for you okay so um well, the first day when I got into Nigeria, so I was feeling like an IJGB. That is, I just got back. You know, I was there. I wore canvas, as Amaka would call it. I had sneakers on, a shirt. It was real hot, but I was dressed for cold because it was still very cold in Atlanta. And um, I don't know, actually, I got into Lagos. And when I was trying to get my stuff out, like, everywhere. I just figured that everywhere you turn in Nigeria, everybody wants to collect money from you. Like, for you, you have to pay for your comfort all through. Like, if you want it to be smooth, like if you don't have to wait in line, you just want to do this. I was like, okay, that was good. But that was like the first thing that welcomed me. Like, until you let's spend your money. I was like, okay, tell me you're in for it. Everybody's going to spend your money for you. But, you know, it actually wasn't the case. It was actually fun. And I didn't spend my money. So thanks to every single person that hosted me. I love you that I spent your money. Thanks to you. So first thing I did was I had like a full list of things I wanted to eat. And I am so certain that I pissed everybody that I went out with off. And Lord, my sister, I was so pissed. She was like, tell me what is wrong with you? Are you trying to get sold? Like, they are doing like a cow that they are fattening before they kill. Like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I'm going to eat everything. 
And like the truth is, I had a list. Like I wanted to eat roasted yam, boli, ofada, amalang, begiri. I wanted the mama put. And what's funny is like I wanted all the street size food. Like every time I go to a fancy restaurant, I'm like, hmm, no, I have all these ones, Jerry. Everything's there in the US, but give me like the roadside, everything right there when the food is right on top of the gutter and they are serving it right from the cooler, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I really wanted it like that, but you know, they're trying to protect me so that I'll not be sick. I'm like, kill me. I want to eat. Let me just eat good food. I pretty much crossed off everything on my list. Like, I ate like a cow <laughs> when I was in Nigeria. I had I had fun. Like, when it comes to the food, you know, we have amazing, beautiful food. It was lovely. And I ate a lot of it. And then I saw a street... No, I think I saw, like, five street fights, which was... Like, I was so excited for street fights. <laughs> like, I was just behaving like a weirdo. Like, everybody used to be so pissed off with me when I'm in the car and I'm looking around like, you know, in all those movies when they bring someone from the village into the city and then they are looking around trying to see. I kept doing that. And, um, oh, yes. I met Tiwa Savage. So I went to Lekki Conservation Center. I kept saying this word in my head because I used to joke around and keep saying Lekki Conversation Center. So I kept trying and I nailed it. First try. Yes. Lekki Conservation Center. Yeah, we went there and then we met Siwa Savid. She's like super humble and sweet. Like she was amazing. I took pictures with her. So yes, I was shy at first. I didn't even want to go close to her. I must start like, don't you be shy. Like, yes, I'm shy. And then someone went up to her and they're like, please come and get a picture. And she's like, oh, you guys can come get a picture. And, like, oh. and then she held me. Oh, God. I'm still starstruck. Like seriously, I can't even believe it. And let me see, what else happened? Oh my God, I had the best shawarma from Sip Lounge. I don't know, maybe it was the alcohol in my system because maybe I was like getting a little buzzed, but I still miss it. It was amazing. Um, Let me see. Oh yeah, the one thing, oh Lord, that pissed me off throughout my trip, customer service. So now I have a few stories to tell. Oh, oh my God, I got pulled over by the cops. That's the second story. So, um, you know what? Before I tell you that story, let me take a quick break. All right, so with customer service, yeah? Mm-hmm. I think I'm, it was Caspa and Gambini. So it's not like I went to one restaurant that was big because the second one, the restaurant was, well, it was all right, but you know. Anyways, so I'm there and then, they had this server come up to me and she's like, oh, hey, um, can I take your order? What would you like to drink? So I'm like, um, can I have a kamikaze? And she goes, huh? <laughs> I don't know. The story is still funny to me. But she goes, huh? I was like, I want a kamikaze. And she burst out laughing right there in front of me. So I'm there keeping a straight face because I'm wondering, like, what the fuck is funny? Like, why are you laughing? And then she's like, oh, what's that? I'm like, it's on your menu. And then she goes, show me. Whew. Oh, my God. Like, at this point, I'm like, really? (laughs) And then she's like, 
my friend, because I was there with Bing Bing and one of her friends, and then they're like, oh, just show her. I'm like, uh-uh, nah <laughs> Like, go ask someone at the bar. And then she goes, what did you call it again? Whew. I'm like, really? First of all, I would assume that when you work somewhere, one of the first things they will do is get you familiarized with the menu. But then, no, you just want to be silly. And just be annoying. That was the first one. Anyways, I stayed there. It was a real nice place. Kastangamini is nice. I think it's one of the best places I went to in Lagos, like restaurant-wise. Oh, no. No, that's not the best one. But, yeah. Anyways, um, that was that. And then she was just being very annoying. Then, the second place I went to where they were just being like that, it was Barrel Lounge. Oh, they have amazing fish there. Oh, my God. It is. Mm. <sighs> yes. I like food. Jesus. Anyways. Um, yeah. Um, we were there, and uh, it was me and my cousin, Aura Hebel. And then she had, because ha- at first, you know, I had a list of what I wanted to eat. I think this was even, like, my fourth day. Oh, because right after I got into Lagos, we went to this resort by the beach, and then we stayed there for a few days. And then when we got back, that was when I was doing all of this. So on the beach, I beach food is sweet. And every night is like just different stuff, freshly cooked by the beach. It was amazing. I went to Atikan. It's not a very clean beach. I'm going to say that. But it was really nice and, you know. It was nice. Anyways, so um, back to my story with Barrow. Because Barrow was like my first real outing from after. Because I got into Lagos one day. The next morning, I went to the resort. So, yeah, Barrow was like the first time I really went out. out. So I was like, ooh, look at the menu. Yay, let me start checking off my list. So I looked on there, and then it's like, do you have this? No, they didn't have it. Do you have this? No, they didn't have it. When they finally found what I wanted... Other people's stuff were on the table. So the girl comes. Now she sees the table is full. I get it. The table is full. We're trying to clear it. But then she hands me my food in my hand. And I don't even know. I was just confused at that point because, man, I'm just tired. Like, what what are you doing that for? So now, you know, I was just a fresh IJGB. So that's how I was still speaking my fake, fake for net. And then I just crossed border. Some days it will be on, some days it will be off. But yeah, you know, like I was so upset that day and I, I was about to go off. And they're like, no, Tommy, calm down. I'm like, calm down for what though? Like, you hand me my food in my hand. Like, what? You know, it just really upset me and put a bad taste in my mouth with that place. I never went back, even though it was so close to me and it was somewhere that I could go a lot. And I really love their fish, but I never went back. Um, oh, yeah, my running with the police. So there was that one day that I was going to this event. And I was in, I think it was Uber. Yeah, or Taxify, one of the two. Anyways, my Uber driver or Taxify driver, anyway, my rideshare driver, all of a sudden, I think he said his data finished or something. Anyways, he did not have good signal to use GPS. Now, I don't really know a lot of places in Lagos. I know I grew up in Lagos. I lived there for, what, 18 years of my life? No, 20 years. Yeah. 20 years of my life. But still, 
I don't know roads. Anyways, we're going. There was a checkpoint. It was like 11, 12-ish. There was a checkpoint. Police stopped me. Anyways, I've not told my sister this story, so uh, now you know. But I've not even told anybody. Only the people that, okay. Only, I think it was me and being paid, so only two of us that were there know. Anyways. um, Yeah. So they stopped my car, I mean, my taxi five. And then next thing they're talking now. Me, I'm still looking because I'm trying to find the address of where we're going. Because in my eyes, we've been going around in circles. Number one, I'm the one paying for the ride. So you're adding to my bill. Number two, I need to be sure where I'm going. It's late. You know, let me know where I'm going. Anyway, they stop. It's like, oh, where are you going? They look in the car. Next thing, the police officer goes, hey, you. That's me. I look up with one eye. Like, okay. And then he's like, why are you pressing phone while I'm talking to you? I drop my phone. I look at him. I'm like, well, I'm looking for the address of where I'm going to. He's like, calm down. Hell, Jesus Christ. <laughs> at this point, I'm scared. Because this is like the same period where there's been all these police shootings. Where they're dealing with all like SARS and all of that. Now, this is not SARS. just street side police. But they're all the same in my own eyes. Anyways. It's like, calm down. Yeah, I'm this. This speaking plenty English. And I, I'm sorry, sir. I don't feel comfortable stepping out of the vehicle. It's late. First of all, you're the only person in uniform, and all the other people here are not in uniform. So I'm not gonna step out of the car. Just use going to hit the car. Whoosh, whoosh. I said, calm down. My friend stepped out of the car. The taxi driver stepped out of the car. They're like, Tommy, just let's calm down. I'm like, no, I know my rights. <laughs> Now that I'm telling the story, I feel so stupid. <laughs> but I was feeling so good with myself. I'm like, no, I'm not going to let you do this. Like, no, I'm not stepping out of the car. And then they're like, how can you say you're not safe with the police? I said, well, why are you stopping me? First of all, I don't even know that you're police for sure. Like, step out of the car. Friend is like, Tony, just calm down. Anyway, I came down from the car. It's not like I know anybody. In my mind, I pick up my phone. I'm like, oh, I'm going to call somebody. I don't know anybody. There's nobody I could have called. And then, oh, yeah, because I've been looking for a way to pull off the whole, do you know who I am stunt? Because I've never done it before. But I'm still going to do it one day. That was my chance, but I missed it because I really didn't think about it in that moment. Because I was scared, but I was trying to low-key, you know, put on a brave face and be like, what do you mean? Do you know who I am? But I didn't get to say that. But, yeah, now they stopped me and they're like, okay. So where are you coming from? So I'm coming from my house. No, I wasn't coming from my house. But yeah, I'm coming from my house. Where are you going to? I'm going to an event down the road. Like, where's the place? I said, well, if you let me go through my phone out, I told you I was looking for this. Like, how can you say you're not safe with the police? I said, because you don't look like police officers. I see the way you're speaking to us. And then he's like, oh, well, we're the police. And we just want to make sure you're safe. Do you mind if we shake uh, your belongings? I said, well, huh? Do you mind if we check your belongings? I said, okay. They set my purse. Look, they're like, okay, well, you can't go. Whew. That was like the craziest event in my whole trip. Like, even though I had the one time where we're driving, one very funny driving, driving. I had the one time where someone hit the car that I was in and the person that was driving in the car wanted to come out and beat the other person. Oh, Lord. It was real sweet and interesting. It was fun. 
I had so much fun. Um, I got to build a lot of memories with family. It was, it was really nice. Um, Lagos is ever so beautiful. Still, still beautiful. Um, I was in Lagos and Ibadan. Ibadan is like evolving. I couldn't even re- re- remember. It didn't look the same to me. It was so beautiful. And to everybody that hosted me, that I was being annoying around, I know I pissed a lot of pe- people off while I was there. I know I also pissed a lot of people off by not seeing them. But, you know, I did not come home because of you. But it was great. And as always, be loyal to the version of me that you know. And do not judge me by this podcast. <laughs>